Bachelor Life with Brent and Jeff. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This would degrade you. Good evening. Welcome to the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. I'm Jeff. I'm Brent. And we are continuing on in our Spotlight on Passam series. Tonight's episode is Why Do Good Things Happen to Bad People? Mm. Psalm 73. Flip open your Bibles and everyone thinks this. It's like, I'm doing the right thing. I'm following God. And I'm losing my job. And my mortgage is getting foreclosed on. Meanwhile, this guy has like five mistresses at work. And he's just running around. He lies at work to the boss. Doesn't do a good job. And yet he's getting all the promotions, all the raises. And his life is peachy keen. Yep. The other situation... I'm studying, I'm working hard, I'm doing what I need to do in school. Guy next to me's cheating, guy next to me's not studying, and somehow he's getting the good grades. And I'm sitting here struggling to get a C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do good things happen to bad people? I don't know the answer to that question. More importantly, I'm not to know the answer to that question because it has nothing. It's it's such a material it's a weird question. Yeah, it's just it's it's focusing on the wrong thing, the temporal thing. When God clearly says in his word that it's about the long term. You know, not about the things that are temporary, but the things that are eternal. And in God's mind, he's like, what? They got like a they're making more money than you? Big deal. They're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like or people are big soft. deal like <laughs> they are lonely and dead inside. Yeah. Yeah. People are soft from <laughs> building their earthly kingdom and ignoring God's kingdom. So Exactly. That's so, what we're going to get into tonight. we got lots of great music for you tonight. Gunger, All-Star United, House of Heroes, Double Play. And so Yours on. truly picked that. <laughs> Special gratitude to myself for that one. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, we got, in the second hour, Voda, Bleach. So stay tuned for both hours. We are, we're off and running, and yeah. this, is, this is a train that cannot be stopped. You just either... Jump on or get out of the way because the ultra life is coming your way. Hey, it's Josh from December Radio. Hey, this is Crystal Myers. Hey, this is Josh from Nevertheless. Hey, we're Cajun's Call. And you're listening to the Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. And uh, thanks for being with us this evening, Psalm 73. And this is a pretty long psalm as far as psalms go. 28. Not thinking about Psalm 119, which is yeah. <laughs> hundreds of verses. Um, and, you know, there's a lot in here, and we're probably gonna pick pick out a few verses, um, not read the whole thing. Um, but you know, this, this is a psalm of Asaph. So we've entered into what my Bible says, Book Three of the Psalms, but um, a different writer now. And um, what's interesting about this is that he's pulling out the first one he writes in his book, which is an, a non-David psalm, is uh, is about this concept of look, I'm looking around me and I see a whole bunch of success around me and I look at me trying to please the Lord and obey the Lord and I don't see where I'm getting any benefit and the other people are, are living it up. Um, and so, you know, that's what we're going to talk about tonight and, and that, not only that, but it's kind of a check and a question for our hearts to say, you know, what are we putting our weight in, you know, uh, when we make that compare, one, should we even compare ourselves to other people that way. I mean, is it even something we should be doing? And secondly, if we do, um, or if we don't, then what should we be comparing ourselves to? What's our comparison point tonight? You know, are we looking at each other going, you know, am I more godly than you? (laughs) Should we even be comparing ourselves to that? What should we compare ourselves to other people? 
The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. That was American Dream by Switchfoot. We want to live and die for bigger things. See, that's the thing is uh, Asaph got to a point where so many of us get and we look at the the horizontal, the effect that it's having on our daily daily life and we're like, wait, 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 let, let's, let's rewind here. What are we living for? It's something bigger and better than just the nice job, the nice wife, the great car. And um, Asaph, like so many of us, you know, gets bogged down on that. And it's funny because he has to remind himself and it's like he's telling... The psalm is almost like him saying how he felt. It's not like current. He's like looking back and saying, you know, this is how I felt and this is what God did to show me how stupid it was that I felt that way. You know, he's reminiscing and he says, truly God is good to Israel to such as are pure in heart. He has to remind himself of that. It's like, God is good. I know that's what his word says. And we have to remind ourselves of that because, you know, we see all these things about like if you ask and you ask according to his will, then you'll receive it. And, and all these promises that we have in the Bible. And then we're, when we're in a difficult situation, we're like, wait a minute. And then we have to go back and remind ourselves that his word is true. He says in verse two, he says, but as for me, my feet almost stumbled. My steps nearly slipped for I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He's like, I got tripped up. I was tripping, yo. <laughs> I saw this guy, he was boasting and he was getting everything that he wanted. And he was a wicked dude. Paraphrase. And, uh, it, it, it stumbled him in his faith in God because he's like, wait a minute, I have faith in God and I don't have what that guy has and he's prospering and I'm struggling. What's up with that? And uh, that he goes on <laughs> for a Go long on. time yeah. <laughs> about those different examples and stuff. And, you know, we'll pick out little verses here and there as we continue. But haven't you been that way? Haven't we all been that way? And we might be thinking that right now. You might be sitting there thinking like, hey, I've been going to broadcasting school forever and I'm way better than those guys, and they have a radio show. Well, you are better than us. I can't, I can't stress that enough. You're probably I can't right. tell you why we have a radio show and you don't, but you know we're not the wicked that he's talking about. You may think we're wicked, but um, anyway, Brent. but we're the best. So that's why that's why we're prospering because we're boastful about it. No, we're, we're definitely not more self degrading. Um, but he describes this wicked man. This, this wicked, prosperous person talking about, you know, the pangs in their death. They don't have pangs in death. Their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Their pride serves as their necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. I mean, they are, like, living it up. You're listening to The Altered Life with Brent and Jeff. Brilliant! This world has nothing for me. ASAP got to that point. We need to get to that point. We realize this is all just poppycock nothing compared to what we have in store for us but it's hard to keep that frame of mind when you look around and you see all this success slipping through your fingers and going to the guy who is like beating people up to get it (laughs) and he talks about in uh, verse verse 6 he says violence covers them like a garment it's like they wear it proudly on their t-shirt yeah I beat people up for this I'm the man and he goes on and says they scoff and speak wickedly they have more than heart could wish they have more than even what they wish for. Isn't that like what we say about God's going to give us that? Like he's going to give us exceedingly and abundantly beyond what we could ask or think? And then you see someone who's not following God getting exceedingly abundant beyond what they could ask or think. You're like, wait a minute. I didn't That's set up for this. Fair. Everything's about fairness. You're listening to their Afterlife with Brett and Jeff. I was just thinking what you were saying about it's all about fairness in the last segment. You know, 
our kid, my kids are exactly the same way. And we know when we grow up, we're not anything different than a two year old or a, a you know. It's like, oh, it's not fair. I want one of those too. You know, we we are. I don't know what is in us, but we are just born to compare ourselves with each other, and we're born to like look over our shoulder and make sure we're still good, you know, or we'll still we still got as much as the person next to us. And when there's the injustice of looking over your shoulder and seeing he's got another, he's got more money than I do, he's got a better car than I do, he's got a bigger house than I do, his fa- he has better family vacations than I have, you know. There's so many things that we could lift up and compare ourselves to somebody else. And and he's saying, look, and I'm comparing myself not just to someone who, because I understand if he's godly and God's blessing him and that's great, but I'm comparing myself to someone who doesn't even care one like about what God is all about. And that person's getting what I want. That person's getting what I think I deserve. Man. That he's in a place where he's like, there's injustice here. Does God, you know, it's funny. And in verse 11, he says, and they say, how does God know? Is there knowledge in the most high? Does God even know what's going on here? Um, Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase in riches. And he's saying, surely I've cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long, I have been plagued and chastened every morning. Look, this isn't fair. And um, is that what it's all about? Is it is life fair? You know, of course, you know, you sound like a parent. Like, no, life isn't always fair. But um, what is fair? We all are sinners. We're all sinners saved by grace. We all deserve death. Um, we all deserve hell. And what's fair is if we ended up there and God came and he saved us. And, you know, that's not fair at all. Jesus wasn't like on the cross. I'm obeying you, Lord. You've forsaken me. That's not fair. <laughs> you know? It had nothing to do with fairness. It had everything to do with love and everything to do with forgiveness and his grace and mercy in our lives. And so as we continue on, that's a good thing to keep in mind. You're listening to The Alpha Life with Brent and Jeff. Is forever enough, Hawk Nelson? And that's a good question to ask. We have God forever. We have righteousness forever. We have his blessings forever. Is that enough for you to know that truth? For most of us, it's not, because we wouldn't be complaining about this kind of stuff if it was, if it was real to us. You know, we read it and we're like, yeah, I know. I know I have, I get to be with God forever, and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore, yada, yada, yada. But what about that guy? (laughs) He should get hit by a car, because he did this terrible thing. And he just does things dishonestly, and I'm honest, and he gets them, and I don't get them. It's ridiculous. I had an instance like that recently, and I'm just like, ah! My wife says, I get more upset about injustice than anything else in the world. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's injustice, that's that's what gets my goat. It steals my goat. I worked hard for that goat, and it just took it. <laughs> it's not fair. Um, I don't even know what that means. Do you know what that phrase means? Get your goat. I don't know. Oh, it's kinda, I, I like, I'll do some research, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's one of those things like, nip it in the bud where it's actually supposed to be a goad like why do you kick against the goads oh. maybe it's get your goad who knows I don't know I'll do some research I'll get back do to it. it Wikipedia to it. <laughs> you're unbelievable the ultra this is unbelievable I cannot believe this this is unbelievable this is unbelievable it's time for our unbelievable segment after that great House of Heroes double play where you heard Relentless and Journey into Space part one there is no part two unfortunately it's just time for our unbelievable segment. So, uh, 
tonight we're going to be talking about something that uh, is close to our hearts, I think. <laughs> um, how many of you out there are wearing Hopefully sweatpants? Not. We got to pull them down a little bit because they're all <laughs> jacked up a little too high. A little Steve Urkel action going on <laughs> if they're up by your heart. But uh, sweatpants. How many of you out there are wearing sweatpants as we speak? I see your hands. And where are you that yeah. you're wearing them? That's the question. <laughs> when and when not are sweatpants acceptable clothing? Like right now, I have sweatpants on. I already think, but this I'm is just funny. like sitting in the studio and like nobody sees me right. except for Brent. Yeah, but and believe me, with sweatpants, I still dress better than what Brent's wearing. <laughs> oh, just kidding. That was that was a little sore spot. Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks. critiquing. Thanks. No, it's <laughs> Yeah, what brand are your sweatpants? Normally, I wear. I have no idea. I'm wearing a little Adidas action. Mine are probably like irregular brand. Like it's called Adidas Chaps. <laughs> I have no idea. There's no tag on mine. Yeah, that's all right. I don't have to wear Doesn't brand matter. name stuff. No, but usually I don't wear this. And I was like, Brent's always comfy. I need to be comfy too. So I decided to to dress it down a little bit. And uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. They're they're designed for a reason. But for relaxation, there's comfort. <laughs> there's a time and a place. And the time is, I don't know, not midday. And the place is <laughs> not, not anywhere in front of other people. <laughs> For guys, it's kind of like it's, it's hard to like go out with sweatpants on because you've always got your wallet, you got your keys, you got your phone, you got you know we carry so much stuff with us, and you start putting that in your sweatpants, and all of a sudden like they're falling down. Yeah, they're weighed down, and you're like, oh my goodness, and you start getting the plumber's crack thing going on, <laughs> and that's just not good. Yeah, and it feels like you have like shackles. You're like, oh man, this is like. I'm weighed down. This is terrible. Yeah. And uh, they don't hold things very well. Like, if you sit down, everything slides out because they're, like, swishy. Some of them are, depending on the material, obviously. But it's like wearing sweatpants at home after you get home from work and you relax, and that's yeah. totally cool. Like after your Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, in fact, it's, I, I recommend it. But if you're going to, like, set foot in any place where there's mixed company, you know, with the exception of running out to the store to buy milk or whatever, that's fine. But if you're going to multiple places... <laughs> Throw on some Dockers, at least. <laughs> Throw on some jeans. jeans or something. Jeans yeah. are e- aren't even dressy, but they're better than sweatpants. Yeah. Right. I make fun of my brother because I feel like he wore he wore sweatpants maybe two years too long. Like a little kid, kids can wear sweatpants. They like it's totally fine. Yeah. Like you can be, but then you get to like twelve, thirteen. And it's like, come on, yeah, sweatpants. What are you like five? This is ridiculous. Back when I was growing up, I used to hock my sweatpants up to my knees almost. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was like... The shin showing. (laughs) Shin showing? (laughs) You sitting down? No. Good, because here it comes. (sighs) Log on to www.thealterlife.com to take the altar life with you. Download the Altar Life's Jesus series webisodes. www.thealterlife.com and we want to encourage you to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. You can send us an email at shoutout at thealterlife.com, and um, we'll get back to you. We're really good at that. Yeah. We'll Request a song and uh, chat it up with us. Join us on Facebook. Become a fan of The Alter Life. What do you wish you could hear on The Alter Life and aren't hearing in terms of music? Yeah. No KJ52 requests. No Anything other requests. than that. Oh, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Petra is a staple in Christian music. Kids, you have to use a paper clip. <laughs> Boo, that was a terrible joke. But you can enjoy those jokes and more by listening to our episodes on thealterlife.com. 
And follow us on Facebook and Twitter, twitter.com slash thealterlife and facebook.com slash thealterlife. Sounds good to me, Jeff. I think we got that I in there. I think I'm going to log right on there. Do it. Do it now. And uh, what is heaven's mentality? <laughs> Our mentality is so often comparing ourselves with other people, looking around, seeing all the people that don't love God who are having a great time on this earth. And uh, apparently, you know, I'm convinced they're not really, but it's the apparent appearance of the fact they're doing great. A lot better than we are. And um, and that's not fair. <laughs> and uh, the psalmist here is is realizing that and says, surely, and he's convinced, he's, he's saying that this is how he felt. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain. I've washed my hands in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. He's like, what gives? I did this all for nothing. <laughs> you know, look at these people. I've done this all for nothing. And what is his perspective? What should his perspective be? He says, If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have been untrue to the generation of your children. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. And this was the turning point in, in, in the story. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, and then I understood their end. See, heaven's perspective is all about where is this going? Not about where I am now. It's about... Where is where are we going? Where am I going? What and that's heaven's mentality, right? Because hopefully, as a believer, you're you know, you're in the place where you're a believer and you're headed toward heaven. And it's about when I get there. It's all about when I get there um, and how I've gotten there. And um, the folks that he's comparing himself to, yeah, they're living it up right now, and this might be the best they have. You know, and unfortunately, their end isn't as favorable as our end is. Yeah, sober mindedness. Um, it comes with a realization that we messed up. Our perspective was in the wrong place. And uh, we asked God for that. And I don't know if Asaph really asked God for that, but God brought him there anyway. He says, I went into the sanctuary of God and I understood their end. I don't know if he really wanted that to happen because he was convicted. And we'll go on uh, in, you know, in the rest of the show to talk about that, about how he had his mindset straightened out by God. Sometimes we like to hold on to that feeling of being like the martyr and the victim. Like, well, I guess I'm just not going to get anything because I'm following God and they're going to get everything. But guess what? Someday the trains are coming. <laughs> the ship is going to come in and the other shoe's going to drop for them and I'm going to laugh at them. Ha! But uh, that's not what it's about. It's not about like, I want to see them suffer because of all the wickedness they've done. You see... Asaph, he ends up being convicted and like feeling bad that that's their end and he gets all the good stuff. When you hit rock bottom, you climb back up again. Asaph got to the point where he's like, you know what? I was like, forget it. It's not even worth it. My, f- I, you know, my faith is being shaken by the fact that these people are getting everything that they want and I'm not getting anything. It's terrible. And um, I think he, he kind of hit rock bottom in his faith and we'll see. He says, that uh, he understood their end. He saw that they there were slippery places for them and that God was going to despise them for their actions. He says, my heart was grieved. When he realized that, he's like, whoa, I'm so stupid that I've been thinking this way towards these people. These are your people, God. They've turned their back on you. Yeah, they're getting the things that they want, but they're getting them with deception and wickedness. And the result, their end, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, and I, I think he also looks at himself and he realizes, you know, I was so jealous of them and jealous of their end. <laughs> and 
going, man, I, I'm, a, I'm a bozo. He says, I was, I was like a beast before you. Um, what a comparison there of um, despair. And he says, but nevertheless, I'm continually with you. The Altar Life. Music. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high voltage rock. Truth. Come on now, don't be bashful. Real. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. The Altar Life. With Brent. Someone need a hug. And Jeff. I like to eat. Is that such a crime? Period. That was So Help Me God by Fire Flight. And Asaph gets to that point where he's like, you know what, God? I just had the wrong perspective because... You know, Jesus talks about it, about the Pharisees, and everybody looked at them and like, man, they had everything. Look, look, they have everything, and, and they're fake. And he says, you know, they, they, make a, they make a name for themselves, and they flaunt their riches and all this stuff, and guess what? They receive their reward, because all they want is the recognition. They want that temporary response, that instant gratification. They get their reward, but the person who is humble doesn't make the loud prayers and draw attention to themselves. They, their their father sees in secret what they're doing and rewards them, and that's what Asaph had to be reminded of. It's like, yeah, I'm not getting any reward for living a righteous life. I'm just gonna die, just like everybody else. But God sees exactly how we behave in those situations, and Asaph remembers that. He's like, oh man, like I see these people, and I see the the instant. I'm, everything's about the instant, you know, what you're receiving and the drive-through culture that we have where we just we put in we get all that stuff and he goes i was so foolish and ignorant <laughs> it's like i was so dumb <gasps> i know <What> the heck <laughs> i was like a beast before you he's like he's convicted about his own the sin of him looking at other people right and not trusting god and the faith the lack of faith that he had he's like man i was a beast you looked at me and you saw this person who didn't understand anything i was just like crawling around the ground and he says, nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. He's like, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I remember now. It has nothing to do with what other people get or what I'm going to get. You know, it's, it has nothing to do with I get all this credit. I get all this praise and glory. It's I get to be with God. Yes. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Period. And, you know... You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel afterward, receiving to the end. You know, in direct contrast to verse 17, which says, Until I went to the sanctuary, then I understood their end. I don't want to be there, he says, but the end for me is you receiving me, God, in glory. And that's not what we all should be desiring. You know, the, the, the crown, the riches of, you know what? Well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, great job. You did... You did what you were asked to do, what I've asked you to do, and and um, I've led you through that, and you followed me. And, you know, the other people, look at all the stuff I did, you know? Look at all the things I owned. Look at all the riches and all the pride and everything that I did. Yeah, that's not good. At, you know, I don't know you. <laughs> that's great and all, but I don't know who you are. And your end is, is death and eternal separation from God. And that that's such an important thing to remember, that we're not living for now. We're living for eternity. Nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was not finished by Voda, and we're not finished. We got a couple more songs for you. And um, 
Don't forget to, if you missed most of this episode and you'd like to catch up on what we're talking about, it'll be on our website in a couple days. So check it out, thealterlife.com. But just in wrapping up tonight, we got another another few minutes. Verse 25 is really where he comes to it and he says, Who am I or who have I in heaven but you? <laughs> there is none upon the earth that I desire beside you. He's like, God, I was desiring to get all the stuff that they got because of my good deeds. Which in a, in it's empty religion is what that is. He's like, I'm doing all this good stuff. I should get rewarded for it. You owe me, God. Because look at what you're giving them. It's not fair. Remember that whole fair thing that we threw out right, there? Right. But uh, he says, no, there's nothing on earth that I need other than you. You are enough. We played songs about it. There's only you. All I ever needed. And the next song we have for you by Starfield is called All We Need. But um, verse 26 was my favorite verse for so long. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. He's like, God knows. My flesh, I couldn't handle it anymore. I stumbled. My heart failed. I was like, man, this is not even worth pursuing anymore. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God is all I need. I don't need all that stuff that they get. Who cares about that? Right, and so often we're, we're not content there. Is that enough for you? Are you always looking at the horizontal? Or um, are you looking at the vertical and what God has for you? And is that enough for you tonight? Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You've destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry, but it is good for me to draw near to God. Just like that song talks about. I've put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. We need to get close. The closer we are to God, the less we look at other people and want what they have. We don't care about why good things happen to bad people or why bad things happen to good people or any of that stuff. Because it's not in our hands. Why do we worry about it? Right. It doesn't matter at the end of the day because at the end of the day, they're not standing next to you at the, at the great judgment going, uh, well, I'm here because of him. <laughs> you know, it's... It, it has nothing to do with anybody else. It's between you and the Lord, and it's our hearts, you know. Are we looking around wishing we were somebody else? Or are we okay by going to the Lord and saying, God, it's all about, I wish I was like you. And um, and I know that I'm not. And, you know, when I do some comparisons, I know that when I compare myself to Jesus, I am way off. And that's why I need you. That's why I'm desperate for you. That's why my heart and my flesh, they fail. And that's why I need you to be the strength of my heart and my portion forever because I know that when I compare myself to the one that really matters, I, I just don't even compare. compare. It's, 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 it's sad. <laughs> but it's exciting because we have Jesus that's, that's there to be our portion. Yeah, I mean, you get, we've all gotten to this point where we're like, God, why am I even doing this? It's not paying off. I don't see the results. I have a goal, and I'm not getting there, so I need to try other means. <laughs> but then Asaph, and hopefully weak, gets shown by God the end. And we're like, okay, I don't want to use these means to get to that end. <laughs> I want the end that you have for me. You know, the Jeremiah, I know the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. To bring you an expected end is one of the tra- translations. Um, God knows what he has for us. When we start worrying about what he has for us, that's when we get the flesh involved. And when our flesh gets involved, our flesh fails because it's flesh. <laughs> you know? like when our heart gets involved, our heart is easily led astray, so it fails. When we're not relying on God to be our portion and exactly what we need, 
that's when we care about those things. And that's when I care about those things. And I'm like, God, you're not treating me the way I want to be treated. God, you're not making the right decisions for my life. Because if you were, then I'd have all that stuff. And those people would be like in a pit full of poop because they're bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we have these ideas. Yeah. But God's thoughts aren't our thoughts. And we need to ask God to reveal what he wants for us and to give us yeah. the patience and the endurance for the things that we have to face and stop worrying about other people. And back to verse one, truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. So God is good. And let's we praise can't him. complain. No, <laughs> praising tonight. So let's finish up with Plank Eye. I can't complain, but until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Live for Christ.